It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris. My name is Mike. And this week, we're diving into the Spider-Verse. Most of our shows, Spider-Man stuff, Mike, because we have that new Spider-Man 2 game out mm-hmm. this week that we have literally probably dumped all of our free time into since <laughs> since Friday. Uh, we've got some details on that canceled Sinister Six movie that was uh, floating around for a little bit there. Remember that? Back? Was it- is that the the Andrew Garfield one? Yes, yeah, so the the one that's oh, Amazing nice. Spider-Man Two was setting up, and it had like Drew Goddard involved, you know, and all that fun uh-huh. stuff. Um, some more details on the upcoming Madam Web trailer, Mike. I know we all yeah. forgot that existed until those words just came out of my mouth, and more. It's crazy how much more interested I become in something that I originally never wanted. Once I know it's canceled and it's never to be, yeah. like I would pay so much money to watch this sinister six movie like if i if somebody like gave me a mysterious address i show up it's like an empty parking lot then a van shows up and they're just like give us the money and we'll give you the hard drive or something i'd be right. like yes let's do it like yeah. that would be awesome like i'd love the the mystery and the exclusivity of watching something that's probably awful so what i'm saying is this should be hollywood's new strategy mm-hmm. right like that that bat uh, batwoman or was it Batgirl? That Batgirl movie. That's exactly yeah. how they should be releasing that. Just charge people like $600 to watch but, it. I mean, I think between you and me, Chris, we could split it halfway and watch it. Oh, absolutely. I, I think and that'd be something I would be proud to own. Like, we, we, uh, like, you know, we, we share custody every other week. We ship this hard drive back and forth across the country yeah. uh, because obviously we, we shouldn't be, be putting it on the internet. They should, um, they could put, like, they could burn that pilot for, like, um, was it? Was it new war the new warriors or whatever oh, yeah. it was? Uh, and put that on like a, a burnable CD and then just mail it out. Like the less prestigious and mysterious the project, they're just putting it on crappier media. Oh yeah, so, right. Um, I'm sure there's something on VHS out there. It, it's see. just a burned video CD that someone <laughs> sharpied the the name on there, right? Um, oh my. I mean, we we are we are already on a tangent, so I might as well continue it. Oh yeah. There's this awesome guy on TikTok. He's like a tinkerer. Uh, I don't know if he's like an engineer by trade, but he's amazing at fixing electronics. And he uh, purchased a vintage 1980s VHS vending machine. Oh, and it, okay. It's, gi- it's gigantic. This is like the size of like eight red boxes. And it, this was a real thing that you would go up to out in the world. I don't know if this VHS vending machine was inside of a location like a building back in the day or if it was truly out on a curb right i can't imagine it was curbed Um, yeah they they didn't have waterproofing i'd feel back then for (laughs) something like this but yeah Yeah. but just like imagine just a gigantic like ward like wardrobe vending machine huge glass in front of it and you go up to like this little 1980s computer and you you type in the number associated with the vhs spine that you can Uh like all see and it's just like this mechanical arm that goes up and just pulls it off the shelf and gives it to you and it's like it's so cool but like it's 
been amazing watching him like dive in and repair it mm-hmm. because it's such a it's such a beast. There's like so many components in it. So he'll make like one video of just like, okay, today I'm gonna show you how I fix the receipt printing component. Yeah, and it's nuts because he just goes on eBay and he can find like these obscure parts that I wouldn't think that still exist in the world. I was like, oh, this guy is for sure gonna have to like. 3D print some sort of like clip or like switch or something. It's just uh-huh. like, no, there's out there in the world. Well, there's just like limitless amounts of stuff for sale on eBay. Well, I think it's also like that stuff back then. They, they just made one part and use it in 20 the different things, right? Like, like they would like, ah, oh, we got this one piece. Let's put it in as many things as possible. And this day, everything is like proprietary. So you can't swap pieces as easily. So that, that sounds, I mean, that sounds right. I mean, one of my YouTube things that I go down is, is a channel called Odd Tinkering, which is it sounds very similar to that. Ooh. Where, where like you know, I've been whitening all my controllers, right? I watch this guy do it, or like take apart broken Game Boys and put them back together. But he doesn't talk. That's the beauty of this channel. It doesn't. He doesn't say anything. He just does it on screen. And like, there's some text, you know, occasionally saying what he's doing. But like, there's no voiceover. There's nothing. It's just sounds of the actual I'm looking scrubbing. Looking at this right now, Chris. This is like you and me Venn diagram because I follow people on TikTok that do this exact same thing, yeah. but they're like restoring like vintage like 1950s like lanterns or mm-hmm. like meat slicers from like a butcher. Yeah. Um, but this is like the this is like the same thing, but with like nerdy stuff. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving this. This tab is going to be pulled up. You know what? I'll just subscribe to it. it the Chris has recommended that's, it. That's I right. I have subscribed. Subscribing on YouTube is one of the things you can do to help people who put videos on YouTube. So if you're listening today and you want to subscribe to us on YouTube, feel free to do so. It costs you nothing, and it it gives us more more likes. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, absolutely. That, that stuff is, I love odd turning. I love, I love it. Someone said it's like, um, repair ASMR on that channel. Uh, someone yeah. said, and I was like, yeah, it is. I hear the brushes. I hear like the scrubbing, like, you know, doing the, the, the brightening and the whitening. It's, it's really, it's really fun. Um, on that, on that tangent, but I will say I'm, I'm, I've, we don't have it in the news, but I've watched two things this week, Mike. Um, because I don't binge things. You know this. It's very rare that yes. I sit down and binge something. But a couple weeks ago, you recommended the show, or at least, I don't know if you recommended it, or if you asked me to download it, was Taskmaster. And because yeah. you you have seen the clips on TikTok. Uh, I did not know. I've never seen a clip of Taskmaster in my entire life. I've only watched the show at this point. But I'm on season four of this show. And, yeah. um, well, the first season, six episodes. The second, two and three are four. Five and then starting with season four, they go to eight episodes a season. And what is awesome about Taskmaster is um, they're all comedians and they're all just like fucking brutal with each other, Mike. Like it's hilarious how mean they are to each other, but like in a fun way. Like they, like, they all know each other. It's not like personal. It's like he's like you know this sucks. You know and you and the, the, every episode starts they have to bring in a, uh, an item. And whoever wins that that episode with the points gets to take all of the items home, if that makes sense. <laughs> I so, love that premise. Yeah, and uh, on this current season, um, there's one person who has lost every has come in last every present round or gift round um, at the start, and ever and, and it's been pretty funny. But um, this season also has um, a. An old uh, one of the original hosts of the Great British Bake Off, Mel, uh, is in mm-hmm. it, and then right next to her is Noel Fielding, who is one of the current hosts of the Great British <laughs> Bake Off. And they didn't have that, you know, back in like 2016 when they were doing this. 
um, they they were both run on the show. So I, I, it's really funny to watch them interact and and have that. So yeah. I can I can recommend Taskmaster to anybody all day, but it is a British show, so you have to be prepared for some British humor in this. Yeah. There's, I feel like there's a, an entire just like British like cinematic universe of uh, performers, and you start yeah. to kind of pick up on them the more you watch these shows. Like you'll, yeah. you'll start one, and you'll be like, I don't have any idea who this person is, but the crowd seems to love them. Then you move on to your next British thing. Maybe it's a TV show, maybe it's a variety show, and that person's popping back up again. You're like, oh okay, I'm starting to get it now. I I organically caught one episode of Taskmaster when we were on vacation across the pond as they say and they were doing this hilarious challenge where it they had a fixed amount of time and they just had to get underneath as many things as possible okay and and they were like i think there's like a taskmaster house or something that they it does yeah it's a set there is one set they use that house for every every episode Yeah. yeah and um they have to be as original as possible because if somebody else does the challenge and gets underneath something like the two objects cancel each other out so people are just like laying down putting a book on top of each other putting like um like a pencil or they're asking like the cameraman hey will you get on top of me so really funny so i yeah Taskmaster is yeah. great. It's it's really funny. I, I'd recommend to anybody. Again, I think they have sixteen seasons right now, um, and again, they're they're short. They're, they're shorter seasons, right? They're not. This isn't like serialized television. They're they're. It's kind of like you mentioned a variety show, like a bunch of mm-hmm. quote unquote skits, but they're task, and and it's really really funny. And it's great to to again, like you said, every season. I'm like, I know this person from something. What were they in? Oh, that was an actress in the. Um, uh, increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. I don't know if you've ever watched that show. And I was like, ah, it's um, that's a really good show too. But I was like, ah, I know that person. So it's been fun to do it. But like, it's also hilarious. Like, I've I've not laughed this much in a long time. And we'll sit down and watch two or three episodes a night. Um, mm-hmm. just kind of binge through that. So that's been really really fun. And the last thing I was gonna say, Mike, I've now partaken in one of the uh the biggest movie openings of the year with uh, seeing the Taylor Swift The Eras Tour with my wife on her yeah, birthday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I um, love the way how you described the, the theater <laughs> yeah. to me in a text message afterwards. Yeah, they are, they're a cult. Uh, Swifties are a cult. Uh, but, like, they're a cult that does good things. Uh, mm-hmm. The exact the, – they're the yin to the Snyder versus Yang, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, literally, Taylor Swift has been re-releasing her albums. Taylor's version, right? This is a Snyderverse, but for Taylor Swift's music. But, like, she's doing it so she controls the music and, like, big corporations, you know, don't control her. And, like, whenever they re-release it, guess what? Guess what gets all the streams on all these services? Like, Taylor's version. But, like, she does, she says something and she wants something good to happen. And guess what? All these people got do good in the world, right? They're not, like, they're not, like, blowing money on, you know, sky riding planes or, like, you know, being mean to people on the internet. It's very, <laughs> I wouldn't say wholesome, but, like, it's, like, a... It, it, it's exact. It's it's a cult, but they're doing good things for it, uh, really. So it, it's um is is very interesting. But I will tell you, the theater experience for a concert film like this, Mike, mm-hmm. is the exact opposite of everything we would ever want in a movie theater experience. <laughs> um, there are children running around, literally dancing, singing, glowing lights, people on their phones, people talking. This is not a movie you sit down and watch like um. I would say it's the exact opposite of the current Killers of the Flower Moon in theaters, right? Where you would sit and watch and, and, and be quiet and pay attention. This is this is everything I hate about going to the movie theaters in one. But because it's a concert movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people are singing. You know, it's more, I say more relaxed atmosphere. It's more of like a community viewing than anything. Um, so uh, it, it was fun to see. It was fun to be there. My favorite part was the um, Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine. 
<laughs> if you, I didn't, I didn't hate the show. I just don't know the songs as well, right? It's like I don't, I don't yeah. know it. So it's fun to see the stage and think from a technical point of view. How all these LCD panels on the ground on the back, how someone creating this artwork, preparing the show, right? Like choreographing it is fantastic to look at that stuff. But um, it's not for me. But I still had a good time. Went, went with my wife for her birthday. Um, but I, I told Mike they have um, they now have peace tea in the coca-cola freestyle machines uh zero sugar and it was peach razzle twist so it was a peach raspberry tea uh with no sugar and that was actually like I, my, my heaven in a bottle like in a cup like i was like this is fantastic i love everything about this so um yeah yeah i would i would i would say it was a, it was a good time for that but um I, I thought i should bring that because you know uh i had to give up most of my friday um to watch this movie because it is a three-hour movie, Mike, and they still showed trailers before this movie, if you will. Um, even though like it's not a like a theatrical showing kind of thing, it's like you figure it would just yeah, that, kick off. Yeah, that's got to be kind of odd to pr- to prime yourself and possibly seeing like a trailer for the Nun too. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, I think they only had one scary movie, but like. Uh, what's the upcoming duck movie? Uh, the animated duck movie, like they. Oh, I haven't seen a trailer for it, but yeah, they have I, a Taylor Swift song in it. that trailer uh, so like yeah they played it so no uh no possible secret deadpool 3 teaser in front not, of taylor swift no no not even nothing at all uh not even not even a hint and a wink at it but um yeah anyway so, so we did that this weekend and then um <clears throat> all my other free time has been spent real literally swinging through the city of new york mike and i think if you're ready i think we can just get into well, this I, I think there's one just one thing I okay have to plug just before plug it and Speaking of things that that's been keeping us from not only talking about Spider-Man but also playing Spider-Man this weekend, there's a new show that dropped on HBO Max that has just oh, really yes. intrigued me called Scavengers Reign. I don't really know much about it. I mean, I follow a lot of like animation artists on Instagram, and I think every once in a while I would see somebody share like something on um, their stories about this. So I, you know, I was aware of it. So I went and checked it out, and it is. It is, it is fascinating. It's a, so imaginative. It's, um, it's, oh, there's three episodes out right now. I don't know if it's supposed to be a mini-series, a limited series, or if they're going to get more out of it. I don't even really know why HBO Max would even make this because it seems like so niche. Mm-hmm. But it's about, um, it's about a group of, I think they're like, I don't know if they're space miners or just like uh, space like workers engineers but they're they're running like some sort of like spaceship and it crash lands on this planet all the pods disperse across the planet and we're just dropped in on them trying to survive on this very unique world and i should mention right now because i realize i haven't said it yet it is it's a hundred percent 2d animated um well 2d animation style but it's it's so visually different right it's not like they're mimicking like the style and look of like rick and morty they're not trying to mimic anime Mm -hmm. it's like their own unique 2d flat character design and it's just it's like beautiful it's fascinating to see something so different it feels um a lot like an indie graphic novel the best way i can describe the art style like all of the shadows are painted 100 percent black it's very graphical um so it's a it's a joy just to look at 
um, they flesh out the world of this mysterious planet so well. They'll they'll take moments just away from the story, just to like zoom in on like a bug on the ground, and then since it's a, an alien bug, it does something like really weird that you wouldn't expect it to do. Like its eyeball comes off, and then it turns into like a spider, and then like a a weird lizard eats it or something. Yeah. Like, so they're taking these moments to really flesh out this bizarre planet that they're on. Um, and the story is also really fascinating too. It's like, it, this is very, it's a very dramatic story of these people trying to survive. So this definitely is not like adult animation, you know, something that you'd see like on adult swim. This just feels like this, it's just this own unique story. It's so, it's so intense at times. It feels like, Oh, this just could have been like live action if they gave it enough budget. Like, um, so it's kind of, interesting to see like a story that doesn't necessarily have to be animated but they're animating it and using that ability to just really make the world uh just visible visibly appealing what so, would you uh, say this animation style is because i mean you sent me a, a clip or not a clip a, a screenshot the other day and i'm like it's not quite ruby animation right um, but but it doesn't look like standard flat animation. Like what would you no, describe it, it as? It's like it's like a mixture. Like they do a really really good job of their it, you know, all modern animation now, especially if it's two D, is using three D elements. So if there's like a character on a vehicle, or if they're like doing a big panning or motion shot, they will incorporate three D elements. But they do a really really good job of making it feel two D still. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. It's hard for me to kind of describe exactly. Yeah what it looks like this is like the epitome of like an animated short film stretched out into a series right you know if anybody ever sends you like an animated short like on youtube or something the styles are always so much more experimental so it feels like they've kind of taken something like that and adapted it into a longer form uh but the story is really fascinating and also i think one thing that i'm gravitating towards it is you're kind of watching these like i guess humans for the most part i don't know if they're literally from earth or not are trying to adapt to the planet and it's kind of scratching this kind of like um solving a problem itch right where you see they've been stranded on this planet for a little while now so they're starting to get accustomed to some of the parts of the planet so they're just like oh we need to like um we need to like dive down into this cave but we know that there's poisonous gas down there so there's this one animal that we know in the in the woods that if you like cut them open you can like take like these like weird stones that's inside of them and, the, and they glow so um when we were flying back from our vacation the other week we watched the martian uh on the plane mm -hmm. great great plane movie but like it's that same thing where you're just watching matt damon on screen like on another planet like solve problems like really creatively so they bring a lot of that energy to the show so i wasn't exactly sure how i was going to describe or talk about this show so uh, apologies if i'm all over the place but scavengers reign the first three yeah. episodes are on max right now go give it a watch it's really really good very intriguing yeah. um it's one of those shows where it's just like you know i feel like all tv shows you probably shouldn't be on your phone that much so you can appreciate what people have made for you but this is a hundred percent one of those shows where like you're gonna miss a lot of fun detail if you're like kind of scrolling on the side so if you feel like you got a good like you know yeah. 40 minutes to an hour set aside to go watch those first three episodes yeah i would i would say it's gonna i mean i would also do it before hbo and max decide they don't want to do this kind of content anymore either oh yeah this totally <laughs> feels like a show especially since it's animated yeah it obviously had a long production cycle 100 percent feels like something that was greenlit 
during a previous kind of like administration, if you will. Yeah. So I will be pretty shocked if it gets a second season, but it's getting very good reviews. Mm-hmm. So I think they can just get eyeballs on it. I can get some more of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think I think it's it's very much. Um, th- this is going to be great. It just you know. Uh, I worry about the future of this kind of content, right? Like you, we want it to, to, to be there. We, we always talk about like, Hey, it needs to be there. It needs to have it. Um, but it, you know, sadly the people at HBO don't, uh, or discovery are like, no, we want live action stuff or things like that. But either way, doesn't matter, but that's, that's a good recommendation, Mike. Um, but let's, let's jump into this because I, we've not, we've talked briefly in, in passing, you know, vagueness of our Spider-Man two journeys because spider-man 2 is released on friday on the playstation 5 and um is essentially the only reason i own a playstation 4 and 5 at this <laughs> point mike because I, I i there are other good games yes i enjoy you know the god of war games there are some other playstation only but these this is what really sold me on spider-man uh or playstation was the spider-man games that are only through this and you um, you you like spider-man so much and you play your playstation so infrequently that you are often trying to get like very specific skins and plates yeah. uh, for your PlayStation yes. for this one game. Like you, you were sending me that Best Buy drop. Yeah, the for, and I, I was like, man, Chris really he wants to engross himself in Spider Man. Exactly, and uh, and I think I think Insomniac has done a great job. And yes, the plates um, that were again a re. I have a I've, I have the Spider Man Two controller, Mike. We know this. Uh, the plates were having issues going in and out. Best Buy, you know, um, for life of shit the bed and their app crash and all the all the bots or scalpers bought them. But they're supposed to release more later, which is cool. But at the same time, I'm like, if I don't get them, it's not gonna make or break my PlayStation, which sits in my little media closet. I never see anyway, so it's fine. But um, th- this game came out. I I I I did I did what I said last week, Mike, and woke up at the ass crack of dawn went to target to buy this physically um or i guess i stayed up until midnight as i told you to to order it for pickup that day so i went into target and i bought um and this is gonna this is gonna be great because as a as a 36 year old man i bought spider-man 2 for playstation i bought super mario wonder for the nintendo switch uh and some pokemon cards uh so i was i was walking out of there feeling pretty pretty high on friday i was like this is great this is like this is if i was a you know uh you know, but ten year old boy, this is like the dream right here. This is everything you want in one in one go. Um, and I brought the physical disc home, and it has to still install from the physical disc mic. So that was another two hours of that. And then, uh, if in case you didn't know, you I think you didn't have to deal with it because you digitally pre-ordered yours ahead of time and downloaded it. There's a ten gigabyte, uh, no, I think maybe been forty gigabyte day one wow. patch. Um, yeah, and, and it adds a couple things and it fixes a couple bugs. It's not required to play. I could have played it, but I'm like, yeah, go ahead and give me the patch. I'm going to go with this. So um, I, I did that. So I'm sitting there waiting and waiting the whole time. And then um, I was able to turn it on. And one of the cool things about this game, Mike, is it lets you get a recap, um, watch a recap of the previous two games if you haven't yeah. played them in a while or watched them, uh, which I know you always recommend Man of Recaps, but to have it in the game was pretty awesome itself too. Yeah. And it was a really creative recap, too. They kind of build it into the narrative of Peter and Miles just chatting. Uh, you know, they're, they're flashing back to scenes from the previous game. Um, there have been, like, one or two characters. Uh, like, so, obviously, we're going to do our best not to spoil the game for anybody out there because people are going to take it at their own pace. And we have but not we have, have not beat it yet, either, just so everyone knows. Yeah. We have not beat this game. We I don't even know if we're close, but yes. Oh, I'm, I'm taking my sweet time yeah. with this game. Yeah. So, uh, But there have been a couple characters that have popped up. 
where the game is insinuating to me that I'm supposed to remember who they are, and I'm just like, um, who are you again? And then I have to yeah. get a little bit more context. Like, okay, I think this happened in Miles's game. Yeah, I think that's how I'm supposed they, to remember this person. Well, so the, I, I still. So if you haven't yeah. ingested any of this in a really long time. Maybe a YouTube recap could be helpful. Well, the, the, I would say the thing about the recap it does give you is it does tell you in sequential order from the first two games, which is great. Mm -hmm. So the first part where Peter is doing essentially a narrative part is Spider-Man 1, and then the part where Miles is doing it is, is Miles Morales. But I did not expect Miles Morales to have such an effect on this game, really, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact he is a playable character in this. I didn't expect it to have that much weight. Well, and yeah, it does. It has a lot of weight in this game. And um, they play the characters. I will say, we go into this. You know, you start off as Peter, then you get into Miles. They play entirely differently, really, at the end of the day. Um, whereas one is very much, um, you know, a punchy, you know, webby person, and then Miles has, you know, obviously his electrical powers a little bit to play with, which gives you oh some some unique scenarios to, to yeah. do around here. Yeah. So I don't I I don't know if we're gonna follow any sort of you know. Yeah. Uh, path when it comes to how we're going to talk about this game. We don't have to organize it. Yeah. But you did bring up something that I just wanted to like, I just want to talk about fun things that I've done in yes. the game. Yes, dude, tell weekend. me. Uh, and <laughs> you're talking about Miles' electric powers. And so I'm swinging through, I think like Midtown, right? And I, I run across my first group of criminals that are part of a cult, right? Uh, and they're trying to like brand people, which uh -huh. is pretty brash for a group of cultists in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, maybe I could have seen the the yeah. game, maybe programming them explicit explicitly for nighttime. But whatever. I guess they're in an alley, and no one can see them. So I I drop down on them, and I see like a new enemy type. So I'm like, I'm not messing around. So I turn on all of my bells and whistles, like I'm. Uh -huh. Throwing all like the you're holding L ones, you're holding yes. R ones, you're just hitting yeah, all the faces. I'm face doing buttons. all the L ones. I'm doing all the R ones. Lightning's freaking going everywhere. I'm doing combos, and I eviscerate these cultists in like five seconds. And like I put the controller down. I'm just like that was amazing. Yeah. I came in like a freaking tornado and annihilated these people so fast that I couldn't even intake what was happening until it was done and over. And it was so satisfying to do that. Yeah. And then also hilarious to me because I'm imagining if this actually was transpiring in the real world, right? You know, you're just like a cultist one day, you know, trying to move your way up the ranks in an alleyway. And then all of a sudden, just a flash of light comes down from the sky and mm -hmm. just destroys everyone. And you're just yeah. like, what is happening? The so that was just one moment where I felt so empowered. I, 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 there are, I was telling, I was telling about what we were playing this morning. My wife is like, what I like about Spider-Man, <clears throat> he has a don't kill policy until you knock them off the top of the highest building in the game. And then you're <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Did they land? I don't, I don't know. Um, but the, the, the enemy types, the, the smaller pop-up, um, you know, Hey, there's a, there's something going on in the map with the red triangles feels better than the first two games because there's so much variety you can get from those rather than just, Hey, um, there's a mugging or, Hey, you know, there's a, there's, um, you know, a, a, I guess some guns being traded. Like there's a tank. Have you come across a tanker on the street yet, Mike? Like uh, an exploding uh, yeah, tanker? Yeah. 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 And I didn't think the tanker would actually explode, explode because yep. the first two times I came across it, I was able to 
take out the goons fast enough. But then I was like, oh, there's just one little annoying goon. I'm gonna see if I can do like some fun combos, and then boom, explosion. Yeah. <laughs> so I was the last one I did, and I did not win because I didn't know there's a timer on those. Is um, I, I I fought the goons, and then the other the the hunters, the another faction showed up in the middle of this. So I actually had the cultists and the hunters um, fighting me in themselves in the middle of this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of people here. And then <laughs> and then the tanker blew up. Uh, yeah, it's like maybe maybe I should just take a step back and let the tanker destroy all of these yeah. goons. Yeah, that happened to me. You know, I had done a couple like Sandman crystal missions and yeah. then I drop in on one and it's not just Sandman. It's also goons at the yeah. same time. And I'm just like, oh, what is happening? Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they're d- having a lot more um, just kind of fun, organic moments. Now, we haven't beaten the game. We don't even know no. how far we are into the game. Uh, so maybe towards the end of the game, it starts to get a little re- repetitive. There, that is a possibility. There are some locked objectives on the map where I am. I'm, I'm farther in the story than Mike is. Um, but there are still some locked objectives in the game. I'm like, ooh, I'm interested in seeing what those are. Um, because every time you unlock a new objective, you you get, again, more things to do on that 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 zone to clear the zone out. Um, yeah, I will say that you know, on, on the point of having more people, there are more enemies on the screen than there ever have been. Right, that the PS4 can mm-hmm. I think can handle, but also the world as a whole. Like there are so many more cars, there's so many more trees, there's so many more people on the sidewalk while you're traversing the city. It, it feels way more alive than it ever has felt, um, which yeah. I thought was great and is pushing that 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 power a little bit. Yeah, and it also feels, like, very natural, too. Uh, Maybe it would be more noticeable if I had just rolled off playing one of the other two games. But to me, I'm just like, oh, this just feels right. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't necessarily say I'm impressed by it because I feel like they're just doing a good job recreating reality. But, yeah, I bet if I was to turn on the old Spider-Man game, I'd be like, oh, yeah, where is everybody? Are they all inside? Are they all working from home tonight? Well, that's that's what I just came off miles a week ago to to finish miles up. So to me, it was noticeably immediately. I will say the other cool thing... Um, one of the things I'm having the most fun with is a new feature called the web wings, Mike. And Ooh, I, I web wing way more than I'm swinging sometimes because I'm like, this is just so fun to to press triangle and go into web wing mode. And then you can pull yourself and it automatically goes back into web wing mode um, to, to kind of keep yourself flying. And I think that that traversal mechanic um, without any load times on the map and without any stuttering I've seen yet uh, is is yeah. fantastic. It's great. They're they're absolutely necessary too because they've added those two new boroughs. So getting across the Hudson River, uh, mm-hmm. it's the only way to do it. But I do like how it. They're doing a good job where I feel like the web wings don't feel super overpowered. Like yeah. the handling on the web wings isn't that good. And I, I think intentionally because you're not supposed to be flying around like an F-16. You're like gliding and like you're just a human being trying to get, you know, things perfectly. And when you start to deploy them, especially if you're going over like the Hudson River, right, you feel yeah. like, oh, I don't 100% know if I'm going to make it to the other side. So you kind of have to start problem solving a little bit, maybe halfway through. Oh, maybe I kept dip down and catch this like little wind tunnel, yep. right, to, to yep. fly through there over the expressly. Um, I, I love mixing it into my web swinging where mm-hmm. sometimes I like getting a lot of height on my swing. So sometimes I'll get up a little too high and I'll have nothing to grab onto. And in the previous games, I just have to dive down back into the buildings. But now I can pop out the web wings, 
glide a little bit further until yep. I start to lose altitude, and then I'm swinging. Again. And, and that that coupled with the new super slingshots on the, the, some rooftops, um, which I don't know if you've used yet, uh, where you just literally uh, it's a rooftop with like a little, uh, little couple arrows, and you do one in the web slingshots, and it just throws you pretty much you know across the map at high speed in web wing mode. And um, I, I love, like, again, the speed in this game, the no-loading screens, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. I've, I've unlocked a couple fast travels that I finally got to use, and that, like, blows your mind the first time oh, you don't do spo- that. Don't, don't spoil it for me, because I don't know what the fast travel looks like just yet. Oh, that, just unlocked. Yeah, I, I, I won't tell you what it looks like, but yeah. But it's okay. one, you have to, so I guess that's the other thing. You have to unlock the the, the districts of, of New York, right? And the way it happens is, is I think... Almost, I would say a little, or a little more, like you mentioned, organic than the first one. The first one's like you have to go to the police towers and unscramble the police towers, and then finally mm-hmm. you can see the map. Well, this one is you have the map, but it's kind of dark and grayed out. And as you travel, yeah. it lightens it up. Like you uncover things as you travel across yeah. the maps. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure that. if you play the game organically uh, with the missions and everything, you probably will uncover the map just naturally. Yep. But my brain can't do that. Like, I <laughs> open up the map and I go like, oh, I missed that one rectangle in Midtown. Going back to Midtown, I don't care where I am. I got to undo that rectangle. And it's not like there's yeah. anything hiding there, but, like, I just have to have it open. Yep. Uh, I was doing the same thing in uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which I had to put a pause on because I'm playing Spider-Man now, where, like, First thing I'm doing is I'm unlocking this map. I don't care if the story doesn't want me to do it. I'm long, I'm yeah. going to all the towers first. Yeah. So that's really, really fun. Have you um, uh, Was it just as exciting for you as it was for me the first time that the other spider person just joins in one yes. of the battles just yes. organically? That yep. was so much fun, and I didn't even know it was happening, and I didn't know it was going to happen. Like I didn't know that was a function of the game. Like I just figured, oh, Miles is on the other side of the city where I left him before I swapped off. And then all of a sudden, like I'm fighting somebody, and then magically that new combo happens where like, uh, it does that little kind of finisher move with another Spider-Man. I was like, yeah. dude, I didn't even know you were here. Yeah. And you helped me pin this dude to the ground. And then he's just like, oh, hey, I was just, you know, swinging by. And I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it really is, is, is fun because that, that part I, might happen to me when I was, I was like, ooh, somebody has electricity here. I need to be careful. But it wasn't uh-huh. enemy electricity. It was Miles' electricity powers he was using. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cool th- one of the things I, I would say is the most confusing for me, Mike, and I, I will admit this, is the economy in the game of uh, tech parts, <laughs> rare tech parts, uh, hero points, and city points. And yeah, it- I would say the veil of reality starts to peel away yeah. when it's just like you need like you need tech parts to upgrade stuff or when they're doing when at the beginning when you're 3D printing drones with like your yeah. web and stuff it's just like okay we're starting to stretch the idea of what could theoretically happen in a superhero universe yeah. and now we're really leaning into the fact that I'm playing a video game which if the game is fun enough, like Spider Man is, I can let some of those things go. But yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I, would Spider Man be swinging around New York City in a weird cape style Victorian costume? Oh, the, the, I, don't, I don't think so. The costumes, the costumes, I, I don't care about. But like the, the idea of like you have to have hero points to upgrade stuff. Like like you know you you have suits you unlock and buy different variations for. You have um, your tech, your R1 buttons that you buy um, and upgrade. And then you have um, 
you know, your your hero, your skill points that you buy, and then you also have like four other things like health, punching, speed, and um, focus, right? And I'm like, yeah. they don't tell you, they don't hold your hand very early on and say you need X, Y, and Z, but they're shared across some of these things. So I was unlocking suits, but I could have been using those points to upgrade my gun or my my not guns, my gear. And other things that I use more in battle that are not um, superficial. And I'm like, I wish it would have told me that because then I wouldn't have unlocked any suits until later. Um, yeah. And then just focus on my gear. Yeah. And also in the previous games, the suits came with special finishers. But now it seems like the suits are purely. They're just cosmetic. cosmetic. Yeah. They're cosmetic to a second degree because you can also unlock different kind of Co- like colors. Super Smash Brother like color gradients mm-hmm. on the suits so i do feel incredibly bad for anybody that's playing this game for the first time and haven't played any of the other ones because that is one of my bigger pet peeves in video games is when the menu system and all of the upgrade systems are so confusing like i yeah. am feel fortunate enough that i've been trained by two previous games but i'm sure there'll be people that are playing this for the first time and especially if they're not super super video game savvy yeah, yeah they're gonna open up that that menu, that menu on yeah. the little touchpad, and they're gonna be like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, they they do not hold your hand at that at all, and not that I need my handheld or are you, Mike, but like, there could be like an option, like you know, do you want to go through this tutorial or not, kind of deal, mm-hmm. and 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 they don't even give you that option. But um, it's fun to see uh, again. Um, I believe I believe um, some of the abilities of the characters evolve, right? Um, you have choices that you can equip different abilities on now that way you're not just stuck with the standard stuff um obviously you know from the trailers you know mike i i don't know i don't know if you're that far but obviously you get a black suit eventually and it looks like there's going to be some new abilities with that as well so i'm very excited to see what those abilities are um really uh kind of kind of i mean the, the opening the opening cinematic um once you get past the 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 voiceover stuff is actually a really fun way to play the game the 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 first yeah, i guess opening action set piece if you will takes you across yeah. the city in some really fun ways yeah it's a great primer to to how to reteach you how to play the game for me it felt like riding a bike where yeah. i hadn't ridden one in a while but once i started getting the muscle memory back in my fingers i was like mm-hmm. oh, okay this is great i love how they they've moved the um the um the the gadgets uh, essentially to the R1 button, and then they have the, the special skills on the L1. Because in the previous games, I believe the... the you the get to hold a button. Were, yeah. They were, like, hidden behind, like, a uh, like a little contextual wheel. So I do like how everything is more at my fingertips because when, yep. when I start to really get in the thick of it and I, you know and I feel like I'm gonna die soon, I just look over to the corners of my screen and I just go, okay, what is ready to go? Because I need a little help here. I don't yep. know if it's gonna be a gadget or if it's gonna be like a special trick, but I need something to dissipate some of this madness. Yep. So I'll just start hitting whatever works and you know, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it, it helps with the gameplay that it's, a lot of it is, I guess, stripped back to like just four face options, right? Like Spider-Man 1, you had like, tw- what was it, like 10 or 12 things to play with? And I'm like, that's too many. And then you had to hold to rotate between them. With this, you got four, and you're like, great. I know what these four things do. I'm going to have them at my at, at my finger, like you mentioned, at my fingertips to just do them when I want to. I don't have to hold the wheel and think about it in the middle of combat, what I want to play with. 
Um, some of those are really fun. Um, do you have the you have the the grabber? I think it's like the first one you unlock, right? Where it pulls everyone together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did something really cool with it where I was in like a. Um, I was in like a one of those kind of more stealthy missions in like a, like it wasn't a warehouse but it was like a warehouse, and uh, these uh, these craven goons were walking around and I was like okay I've done a pretty good job stealthily taking a lot of these out there's only like four of them left um, they're all crowded around each other so uh, I don't care about being stealth anymore I'm just gonna drop that web grabber thing right yep so i shoot it down there it grabs all of them and it brings them to the center and one thing i didn't realize is on the floor there was like some sort of mine like trip mine or something so i grabbed them all and they all suck together right on top of that mine and they like exploded i was like what the hell was that but it was really cool yeah i mean it's it's crazy the things you can do and not under like not know what you're doing sometimes in this game um, and as it kind of evolved, I've really had a, a you know, I think, um, air combos are my favorite, right? Getting someone in the air and then just yeah. pounding them in the air and then zipping to them and pounding them in the air some more and then going to the next one. So it, it's been really fun. I, I, it, it's hard to, to find, um, fault in this game because it essentially just feels like more or like slight improvements on the first one, right? Like yeah, I have, I, I feel like I have two, two things that are kind of, I would say, more nitpicky than anything else because yeah. I'm having so much fun with the game that I feel like they could just put like you know a graphic cyst up in the corner of the screen and I would just deal with it because yeah. the game is so much fun. Uh, the first one, obviously, this will be fixed. Uh, are some like weekend one glitches, right? I sent you a video of one where I tried to hit triangle to open a door and Miles just oh, yeah. in a circle. It was kind of funny, and luckily after I hit pause and unpaused it, it fixed it. Yeah. Um, I was trying to stop a car chase once, and yep. I got to the part where you're on top of the car and I'm mashing square, and the car just disappeared. Yeah, and then I'm just left standing there on the ground like it was like some sort of magic trick or yeah. something, um, and and then during some of the some of the flashback scenes where I'm walking around through my old high school, even though like I'm clearly moved on from that segment, I can still see one of the janitors like highlighted and like doing like the like the little focus highlight like way off into the distance like the yeah. game hadn't deloaded them yet. So I'm sure these are all things that all that'll be fixed. I don't know if you've ran into any. Yeah, I, I, I've had. Yeah, I was one. So it was literally a, like you mentioned a car chase one, right? I was doing a car chase, mm-hmm. and um, the car ran into a hunter blockade, and it just mm-hmm. stopped. And one person in the car did not get out, so <laughs> I couldn't finish that that challenge, despite the fact that everyone else was was you know, incapacitated, but that one guy in the car. Um, oh. I've had I've had one complete crash to home screen as well oh. um but the game picked right back up where i was so it wasn't you know it, i didn't lose anything it didn't really do anything so it just it took like a 30 second i'll load back in so i mean that was about it um that door thing happens outside of that level as well mike i had it happen today where he just, uh, was on a rooftop and he just walked kept walking in a circle um but again those are minor things right like the, yeah. yeah it's a video game it's a triple a video game there's so many moving pieces 99% of it works. The the 1% sometimes falls yeah. through. Um, the, the only thing that I could attribute to actual the game just decision um, is there seems to be a lot more little mini games happening here. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of additional things just to kind of get your head around. Um, whereas I feel like in the previous games, like when you're when you're Peter and you were in Otto's office, right? Yeah. There were some things that you could do, like on the little laptop screens of 
I don't even really remember what you get out of you, doing those things. You, uh, well, like, yeah, you, you I think there were some. Points or? Yeah, you get some tech parts or like the the because tech parts are part of the first one. You get some tech stuff to upgrade your suits later yeah. or your your but, equipment later. But it was like a, yeah. it was more of a rotate the piece or or you know connect point A to point B kind of thing. Yeah, but now those little mini games seem to be everywhere that you go. Um, so you kind of actually now have to take your time to sit back and actually learn them because it seems like they are going to be. Uh, more uh, touch points throughout the game where you have to like move molecules around and stuff. Um, But there was one moment where I have to help this building that's like going to possibly collapse and there's these like bad guys inside. So I take, I, so Spider-Man throws a little spider bot inside of a bed and I'm walking around as a spider bot and I'm like, okay, you know, this is, this is fun. Like I get it. Like, you know, why not put it in the game? Mm -hmm. But also there was a one part of me that was like a little annoyed where I was like, I have to learn this whole thing. Now I have to learn how to play a spider bot when like, if I was just Spider-Man in there, I feel like I could do it like just as easily. And eventually you do get inside and you have to like do a fight scene. So it's like, it's one of those things where sometimes I feel like they're putting, they're trying to throw too much at the game, but uh, well, I, it, I it breaks it. It breaks it up. Like, I, I will say I've only, I, I, I know I'm farther. I've only had two spider bot missions. So if that makes you feel any better. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's not like I feel like I'm getting thrown into them like every other second. But like yeah. I said, these are just like nitpicks. I'm just like trying the, to think of things to like kind of like balance out the I, first impressions a little bit, but it, it, the game is fun. as I, I don't want to ruin your experience, but the one thing that I will say that I hate the most uh, comes back and that is the Mary Jane missions. Mike, uh, that th- those, those are in here. So prepare yourself. Um, okay, however, it is not as stealth because they give her something to do rather than just hide, right? Like, remember last time if you they saw you, the game was just over kind of thing. Uh-huh. So they, they, they actually give you some stuff to do. So uh, prepare yourself for that because I did cuss at my TV a couple times during that <laughs> mode because I'm like, I, if I, I'm like, I want, like, I get why they're in here. I understand the story need, but it's a Spider-Man game. Let me play Spider-Man. For, for God's sakes, let me play Spider-Man. Because um, it'd be way, way easier to do this. So, those in there. And I would say the other part, again, my, my biggest point, like I mentioned, is the the economy. Like, the pieces. They don't tell you what you need for each one. Or, like, each one should have a separate economy. That way you know what you're doing in, in, in leveling up. I think that would be my, my biggest complaint overall. Um, but it's, it's hard to find complaints because that's not slowing me down. Like, I woke up this morning, um, you know, 8 o'clock. Uh, no alarm came downstairs, started playing Spider-Man. I'm like, I'm a little, I'm a little kid down here doing this, uh, <laughs> ready, ready to go. And um, yeah, I, I just, I, I cannot recommend this game enough for anyone who, who likes Spider-Man or has played the Spider-Man games before. Like this is just a, a great extension of that world. But I will say you need to play miles. If you're going to do this game, I think, I think that's a big misunderstanding. Um, you should really play miles. It's, a good game, and then also it carries over a lot. Of, a lot of those characters carry over to this game as well mm-hmm. throughout that. So, um, I, I've, I've we've got a lot more game to go. I'm excited to kind of see how it ends up uh, down the road. But um, you know, I don't know. They haven't planned any DLC like they did for the first one yet. But um, I could I could see some ideas for some spinoff games later, Mike. Like another like a Miles game where they use the same engine right the, the the same core and put some new characters in yeah kind of thing so yeah i mean i feel like 
I will have a better idea once I complete the game. But Insomniac is supposed to be kind of fleshing out the character roster a little bit more. I would love to see other heroes. Like, obviously, there's tons of villains that they're bringing into this. But, like, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be so cool if you're doing a mission in Hell's Kitchen and Daredevil shows yeah. up, right? You know, without an announcement of a Daredevil game coming or anything, just like, oh, shit, he's in this universe. That's right. Yeah. That would be so cool. So I would love for something like that, maybe not to happen in this game, right. even though it would be a fun surprise, but, like, that would be cool if that happens in, like, Spider-Man 3 or something. Yeah. Now, knowing that Insomniac's next game is, in fact, Wolverine, mm-hmm. do you think he shows up in this game? Oh, that would be cool. Like, yeah, like, like the, an Easter egg, a teaser, or something. Yeah. yeah, like a like a post credit scene, yeah. like we got in the previous game. Yeah. So that that's my only like. I'm like possibly. I can see the Craven because when the first trailer came out, I thought the Craven scene was Wolverine. So I'm like, well, I can mm. see some relations here. Um, but I, I haven't seen anything else since then. But I'd be excited to see that throughout the game. So um, absolutely fantastic. Mike, if it's okay with you, we can jump into some more Spider-Man news here. Oh, it's okay and, with me. And this is the, the great, because this is a Sinister Six movie. This is Drew Goddard's Sinister Six movie that was supposed to happen right after Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014. Um, and apparently, Mike, this movie was, the spinoff was going to have the Sinister Six team, which included a lot of the, the villains that we saw in enemies at the bottom of the, I guess the lab in Spider-Man 2 was mm-hmm. going to travel to the Savage Land. Are you familiar with Marvel's oh, Savage Land? Savage Land. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. That's right. Like and famous comic panel. Exactly. And Spider-Man would ride a T-Rex in the Savage Land, oh, like in this my movie. God. Andrew Garfield. That would have been hilarious. Oh my god. Exactly. Or or whoever they would have gotten at that point. But like this 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 movie sounds completely bonkers. Uh, here we have Vulture, Sandman, Mysterio, and Black Cat would join Spider-Man and Doc Ock on the team, while Idris Elba, Francis McDormand, Brian Cranston, Tom Hardy, and Jackie Chan were all wanted for disclosed roles in this movie, Mike. Oh, my God. Including Woody Harrelson, Channing Tatum, Joel Edgerton, and Jason Clark. If you could just <laughs> start naming off famous people who haven't been in the Spider-Man movie. Well, actually, half of these have been in the Spider-Man movie now, but like beforehand, they were not. right. Tom Hardy wasn't Venom. Uh, Woody Harrelson wasn't Carnage, so on and so forth. I mean, oh, and then it looks like yeah. Seth Rogen possibly. Yes, really so even there? Chris O'Dowd uh, from the IT crowd, Michael Pena, Seth Rogen, and Danny McBride's names were batted around for this. And Michael Pena went on to be uh, in uh, Ant Man one and two. Um, I forget his name in those characters, but he always told the stories. It was great. So um, absolutely bonkers is what this sounds like to me, Mike. They they had ideas and no plan to do it. This is. This is exactly the type of thing that I'm glad didn't get made, but damn, do I wish I could watch it right now. Like, yeah. That would be amazing. Also, I, I can already tell a complaint I would have of just like, why do I want to watch Spider-Man in, in the Savage Lands, right? I want to mm-hmm. watch him in New York City. I want to watch him swing yeah. around buildings. and um, <laughs> But like, well, that would have been crazy. This seems like the C-list Sinister Six as well, right? Like, you, you like obviously there's no, you know, there's no... Goblin, there's no electro, uh, there's there's no uh, lizard, right? Because they're gonna use those, so they're like, who do we have left? Uh, we have the vulture, okay, uh, Sandman, cool, Mysterio, all right, Black Cat, really? What what's she bringing to the table here? 
Well, she she obviously was going to be a villain that turns in the eleventh hour to help out Spider Man mm-hmm. and give him the edge, even though we all knew it was going to happen. Right, right, right. I, I would I would love to have seen if there was any concept art for this because the Amazing Spider Man franchise, that basically the Andrew Garfield franchise, had such a specific look and feel to it with its villains. Yeah. That I would have loved to have seen what they were exploring for like Doc Ock or Mysterio. Because it would not have looked like MCU. It would have right. looked like Sony. I would have loved to have seen, like, how mechanical would they have made Doc Ock? Yeah. Would they, really, would they feel like they really need to separate themselves from Sam Raimi? And would they ma- would have made his tentacles maybe, like, super angular and, like, pointy and yeah. more savage? Or, I, like, man, those I, are I, things I wish I could have at least gleaned. Yeah, I know they had it at the, at the, the, the post credit scene in the second one, but you really can't tell, right? It, it, you need yeah. to see it on a person. I, I, I think for this, you know, what I always liked about the Amazing Spider-Man, they, they really pulled from the Ultimate Universe. Right, because obviously Electro was a blue person rather than the Electro we got later. No way home. Um, the Goblin was more of a of an infected man uh, rather than you know someone wearing a Goblin suit. And you know, Lizard was was a Lizard. So I, I think they would have maybe leaned more into like how animalistic a, a human octopus would look like. Right? Maybe they were more organic looking tentacles than the mechanical ones. Um, but you know, who out of this list of names here? Is it Brian Cranston? Is he playing Doc Ock, or is he playing Vulture in this? Right, like who who's playing who in this list? Of yeah, I I mean, are we to assume with Tom Hardy on the roster that Venom would have been in this? No, season? this was well before Venom. Like this would have been done yeah. in 2013 uh, before Venom came out. Yeah, I I just feel like maybe it's just because we're just off of Mutant Mayhem. I feel like Seth Rogen would have just been the voice of like a dinosaur. Yeah, you know, if they if they would have gone that route, you know, or whoever like you know, maybe not um or that that pterodactyl from the comic panel. I forget his name. Um, right, the, the the guy who turned himself into a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, because those bottom four are comedians, right? Like, mm-hmm. or I wouldn't say comedians, but like humorous actors. Um, you know, so so who who's the humor here? And I don't feel, you know, maybe it's Mysterio if they gave him the helmet the whole time, would be something. But you know, I'm I'm trying to put like Tom Hardy would probably be Sandman. That'd be a good one for that. Um, you know, Jackie Chan. I, nothing against Jackie Chan. I don't know what Sinister Six villain he'd be at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know exactly where you put all of these people, but man, if yeah. only, if yeah. only this could have happened and not have ruined anything else. You know, right? Would have I would have liked to watch this. Yeah. yeah. Now instead, we get Madam Web and <clears throat> Morbius and Craven spinoffs instead, Mike. Oh my so. God! Yeah, there's a good chance that maybe one of these people could have been Morbius. Oh God, I I, I hope not. I really really <laughs> hope not. But um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's uh it's it's interesting. Hopefully, more of this stuff comes out. I know there's that the reign of the reign of marvel studios book that just came out recently um a lot of this is pulling from and then the timeline of the mcu drops uh on the 24th mike on third on tuesday so i expect next week's show to actually have some more details pulled out of those books a little more for us so we can kind of talk about what what what's that dry erase board look like mike uh with with all that stuff on it that they obviously don't have but the Sinister Six. So uh, let's go. Let's, let's sh- shift into gear. The latest Spider-Man movie across the Spider-Verse is coming to Netflix on October 31st, Mike. So we are just a little over a week away from being able to watch that at home if you have Netflix. 
uh, as they raise their prices even further. <laughs> so yeah, that'll that'll just keep happening um, because they they are going to keep raising prices for ad free tiers until it basically equates to the price of what you would be watching it with ads. Right. So they're they're got to keep which is, it sucks because I'm not streaming with ads. Like, yeah. I'm not going back. I don't care. Right. Well, I, I think at this point, you know, Netflix is, they had a, what, a record quarter or something that, that just came out. They're like, oh, we had the most subscribers, we had the most money. And then they're like, oh, okay, we're raising the prices, which, uh, you know, obviously corporate greed and all that other fun stuff. But, you know, they're like, well, we, we did the, um, was it the password sharing thing and we had signups. So I'm like, well, that, yes, that's it. But like, you also had a cheaper, cheaper plans too, right? Like the basic plans are, are I think all, all the plans are going up. And um, it's just going to turn people. You're going to get to a point where you you you've gone the other way, and people will start unsubscribing because it's cheaper to um, rent movies again. Like right, stream them for three dollars rather than go through and, and binge stuff on there, or or buy a season for ten or a show for series for ten dollars on whatever you you buy and watch it in perpetuity. So um, I'm interested to see when that crashes. But in the meantime, for those interested in in across the Spider Verse and have not had a chance to see it yet. That'll be a good opportunity to to watch it because I think that's a that's a must have, and I've heard Mike I, I cannot confirm this that there are some Spider Verse references in the Spider Man Two game. I've not I've not come across any yet, but I'm excited to see kind of maybe what they would be. Oh yeah, could maybe, be suits, uh, could be could be in missions. I don't know yet, but um, I could have been lied to at the end of the day. But I, I'd be like, oh, that'd be fun to to see some of that stuff, right? Because the Spider Verse is just fresh in our minds, right after this year. And there's no word on Beyond the Spider Verse coming out next year. I think I think it's pretty much they haven't started it yet. And uh, without actors, I don't think they can do anything either. So, Spider Man: Far From Home, the middle of the uh, MCU Spider Man movies, is making its way to U.S. Disney Plus on November third. So uh, a little over a week and a half, two weeks. Um, yeah, those those uh, the Spider Man Tom Holland movies are the MCU movies that I rewatch the least mm-hmm. because they are just never conveniently any place where I can find them. Yeah. So maybe now that they're more available, um, you know, since I had to take breaks over the weekend from playing Spider Man to you know eat nutrients, mm-hmm. right? I I wanted to like watch something while that was this- happening. <laughs> it, it, it's really I'm 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 sad Mountain Dew's Game Fuel uh, re-release isn't happening until November because oh. God what a, what a weekend that would have been with that, Game Fuel that would have been an amazing combo Chris yeah uh, but but instead I was scrolling through Disney Plus looking for something to watch so uh-huh. uh, I threw on Captain America Civil War oh very nice and I was just like I just I was just thinking to myself, I was like, why don't I just rewatch the MCU like more often? There's so many awesome moments in there that I always forget about or just like I forget that the Russo brothers aren't just like people that give us tips and secrets of what's coming out next, (laughs) that they're actually directors and they have their own specific style. And I just love their their uh, Marvel movies so much. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, the more that's on there, the better it is, right? Like, that's that's the lovely part about it. Um, but for me, sometimes when I rewatch, I'm like, what do I want to rewatch? It's very overwhelming to look at the Marvel catalog sometimes. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of shows in here. Or what movies? Um, you know, uh, but, but it was Far From Home on there and The Incredible Hulk recently added. I think we're, what, just no way home away from having all the, the Marvel movies, MCU movies yeah, yeah, on there. Sure. And No Way Home just got to Netflix, so if you have Netflix, you can watch on there. So it may be a little bit of a longer wait for No Way Home to come to, to Disney Plus. So um, 
Yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. We, we uh, you know, the Spider-Man movies, all of them are good. Far From Home, Mysterio, right? We're, Mysterio is coming up quite a bit here uh, in, in today's note. So love to, to dive back into that. Okay, so apparently, Mike, there is a, uh, co- uh, I guess, a convention called Show East Expo this week. This weekend slash coming week. Show and, East Expo, okay. Yeah, never heard about it. Sony has a presentation for movies, right? Apparently some studios are there. Um, Disney is supposed to be there, possibly with a Deadpool sizzle reel or a Captain America 4 sizzle reel. Um, it may not come to the public, but I've heard I've heard rumors. But the uh, Sony having a huge presentation there is rumored to release the long-awaited Madam Web trailer on Monday, October 3rd, Mike, tomorrow. Oh, my God, this... (laughs) I am am intrigued to know what the hell it is or what's going on with this. I think the the time period, because it's supposed to be in the 90s, right? Yeah. If Uh, I remember correctly. 90s, early 2000s, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that'll be a fun aesthetic because we've kind of – yet to see that um like super uh, uh, superhero serialized in a way yeah so i think that'll be kind of fun to see in the trailer uh everyone loves adam scott so i hope we uh-huh. get to see him in the trailer uh, all of the actors in the movie are you know famous and recognizable right but like it I'm, how do you market this right you know it's like it's mad like all of these villains or other sh- side movies that they've done I would say have been at least bombastic enough to where you can cut a trailer around the fact that there's no Spider-Man in it. Mm -hmm. We get to see Morbius's like weird vampire face. You get to see Venom in the symbiote suit or you're showing off carnage or I guess Craven that trailer. He bites off an ear and he's doing some crazy stuff, but I'm just like, where it has magic blood, Mike, the, 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 uh, golden ticket for movie trailers, the magic blood. It's just like, but I'm just curious what the pop and sizzle is going yeah. to be. Like, what's the X factor of this trailer that connects everything into this Spider-Man universe? What, what even is this movie, right? Like, I, yeah. you know, we, we, we've heard so many rumors. What is this point? What is it doing? Obviously, it's supposed to bring, you know, um, I've heard Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. We've heard, um, you know, obviously Madam Web, the, the, the person that control the web. Uh Sydney Sweeney's character is also somebody else that I think a, like a Julia somebody, a different Spider Girl character, um, mm. and this is all before Spider Man is technically born, and I, I just don't know what what is it doing? Is it like you know who is the villain? What is the antagonizing factor here? Is it a multiversal movie? Right, because Madam Web is the the middle of the the grand Madam or I guess the grand spider web that connects all these universes together as we kind of saw a little bit more of into the Spider-Verse or across the Spider-Verse. So I I don't know where any of this exists, if I'm going to be completely honest, because I'm trying not to commit to it, but I'm like, and look into details, but I'm like, I gotta gotta know. Like, they've obviously filmed this movie for a reason. And um, for those who may or may not remember, it is coming out February 16th of next year still at this point. Wow, that is soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, not as soon as Aquaman 2 is, and we got a trailer oh for God. it. Um, but um, we are we are just in for a, a slum of a, of a winter here for, for superhero content, Mike, is what it sounds like. Now, mind you, if it, this movie is good, we will, we will eat our crow as we always do, right? We've been surprised by movies before. Uh, especially mean, Sony my, movies. So my uh, my Andor 
uh, Crow was delicious. Right. So. Well, and we 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 said, why is Sony doing a Spider Verse movie? They've never had any luck with Spider Man movies, and look at how good both of those have been. So um, obviously, we could be wrong and have this, but. I'm still trying to find the reason, right? You, if you want to make a movie, you you should have a reason for it, and I cannot find it uh, anywhere in any nook or cranny. Or uh, I've sent my spider bot into my own vents, Mike, to find the reasons <laughs> for this movie, and they've not come out. But if this movie drops tomorrow, guess what? We're going to be talking about next week the trailer. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll 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 touch back with you guys next week if that happens. So stay tuned. Uh, last week we went into a very very deep dive into the Daredevil Born Again slash Marvel TV drama uh, going on over there, or I guess the the refigure reconfiguration. It's not really dramatic; it's just a reconfiguration. But for the show, the original plan, Mike, and this is um, could still be in there, may not be in there, but the original plan was that the first arc, three to four episodes of this, um, be the trial of the White Tiger. Are you familiar with the White Tiger character? I've seen I've seen the character um, I think primarily in like I want to say like Disney XD animation. Yeah, I don't don't know what show it would have been, but I feel like that's where I've seen it. Yeah, I think it was a Spider the Spider Man show they did after they canceled Spectacular Spider Man or like the Goofy. There was one serious Spider Man show in Disney, uh, and and they had had the the granddaughter of the original. white tiger in there so the white tiger is a character supposedly mystic powers but apparently it's like a vigilante in this um but they're like again they catch him and the corrupt cops are beating uh him up but apparently daredevil finds him or takes his place or an informant and they find out that they're using the punisher tattoo logo um for their vigil to to for their own police justice against vigilantes setting up the second arc which was going to have john bernthal's punisher come in and be like no we don't do that uh, so, um, sounds interesting. I hope they keep some of this stuff, right? Uh, yeah. I, I John Pernthal is a Punisher. Great grab. Um, keep it in there. But this was mostly to be, um, why Matt Murdock was not in his daredevil suit for the first three, because he was too busy yes. being a lawyer for a trial. Yeah. It sounds like a really cool arc. Um, one thing though, this is a big pet peeve that I had in the last legal procedural Marvel show, uh, with She-Hulk is if you're going to be bringing in uh, super powered. Uh, uh, they didn't say he was super powers. They didn't say he was super. They say he was a vigilante. So just I, yeah. I feel I feel like at some point you know if that does happen like we I just want proper explanations of why does Bull Man exist mm-hmm. besides a science experiment gone wrong. Um, so we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Again, I, Daredevil never really, again, stri- it doesn't strike me if it is truly a continuation slash soft reboot of the, the Netflix show. The Netflix universe really did a good job of not giving us a lot of powered people unless they were like um, Iron Fist obviously was like the most mystical Daredevil. Uh, they only showed his powers once in three seasons. So hopefully, again, they can keep it more on the quote, quote city level, uh, as you mentioned, right? The, the street level yeah. stuff. Well, well, also too, Daredevil has the adva- the story advantage of he's not insanely super powered, so yeah. you can't throw like these big heavy hitters at him. Like he's very much like street justice, like thugs, or even yeah. like the, if they bring in their the MCU version of like the Hand, yeah. you know, just highly trained assassins. Those right. are perfect villains for him. Yeah, yeah, and and the Punisher is obviously not powered at all. He's just a, a crazy man with guns. So. Um, 
absolutely. So I, you know, hopefully they can they can keep some of the story beats and and just make it more, um, not efficient, but you know what I'm saying, like more more just keep the rhythm of the show rolling the whole time. So uh, we'll keep you guys posted if any more of that information drops out as well. Deadpool three, Mike, is off the calendar for next month or next May. Sorry, not next month, next year. Um, it is currently delayed with no release date known, and this is due to the SAG after strike still ongoing for the actors. And um, half of the movie is filmed per Sean Levy, uh, so uh, we, I, I don't think you know. Even if it picked back up tomorrow, Mike, we wouldn't be able to film this and get it out in time for May. So that brings us to my next point. The hot rumor, the hot scoop on the street is Captain America Brave New World is looking to be moved back into its May release uh, and Deadpool taking the next one. If uh, Because most of this movie is filmed. They wrapped a while, several months ago. So I think this would be the most likely option if they are if they have to to keep these release dates, right? Um, yeah. the, the biggest thing is you want, you want actors to promote it, but we're still, you know, eight months away from this. And I would I would have to imagine that the two films don't have much or any like narrative crossover in a sense yeah. of like one has to be released before the other. Right. So this this seems like it makes at least easy it's like easy yeah. decision to swap them over. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, this was the original order they were coming out in, right? So um, they just assumed Deadpool three would be done sooner, be, you know, barring any any striking. So that's why they moved it up because it 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 has, as we've seen, a lot of physical sets, right? Um, with things, you know, the costumes are real; they're not CGI costumes, um, and and they can fix a lot of that stuff post production ADR. But it looks like Brave New World is going to be more finished. Um, my guess is. Maybe a couple reshoots left, some polish, finishing the CGI, and then that should be on on track to, to release. And um, obviously, if you have Harrison Ford, you, you've got a pretty good draw in, in for, for the audience. The old geezer teasers, Mike, as we call them, right? The, uh, people who loved watching um, Indiana Jones back in the day, they're like, well, Harrison Ford, he was the, he's my president. I saw him in Air Force One. So um, if he's still rumored to be president in this one, we'll be, they'll, be, they'll be good to go. Um, Werewolf by Night in color came out, and I would not got a chance to see it, Mike. I was going to watch it today. However, we are recording much earlier than usual um, due to, thanks to Mike, accommodating me because I have to travel all day tomorrow for work. So I've not got to watch it yet. However, it is a spooky season, and I do plan to watch it before Halloween. Yeah, this is one of those perfect examples of uh, the show where we have bullet points in here. Yep. And then we're just like, oh, crap, we didn't do the homework. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get overzealous sometimes, but, you know, I'd rather have it in here than not have it in there and say we forgot it because... Yeah. Um, Listen, I opened up Disney Plus this weekend. I saw it popped up, featured prominently on there. Mm-hmm. But I was just like... Spider-Man. What else? Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it's one of those, that movie's still fresh in my mind. I, I mean, I, I know it's been over a year, but still fresh in my mind. I don't know if, if it's fresh in yours still, right? Like, I, I'm, there's no surprises in the color uh, version compared to that. So I, I'm excited to, to again, watch it. It may be something I watch while I'm traveling for work this week. Uh, you know, it's a good hotel watcher, right? You know, put it on the, on the iPad, watch something. Um, but um, it is out if you want to watch it. Don't forget, and you know, you know, let us know what you guys think of the the color version. This kind of popped up. I, I'm not a huge Gargoyles stan, Mike. This is something I remember watching as a young child, but not, like, obsessing over. Um, 
were you a gargoyles fan if you will uh i feel like gargoyles hit my life um it was it was based on whether or not my basic cable package was mm-hmm. going to have the Disney Channel or not have the Disney Channel. Yeah. Or whoever was carrying gargoyles at the time. So, like, I was aware of it. I had, I had seen some of it, but I don't think it was ever airing in a consistent fashion. So, I would say, like, I have some nostalgia for it, but, like, I have no idea what happens. I know gargoyles come to life. Uh, I know people are really have a big affinity for the for the voice cast because there's a lot of gravitas behind these like gargoyles coming to life. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I I, I know the gargoyles come alive. And it's in New York City. It's very like a mixture of like old mythology and like in a new city. It kind of always reminded me visually of Batman the animated series. If I'm going to be completely mm-hmm. honest, it's always at night, right? Gargoyles going to come alive at night, and um, it, it's a weird show because I I. I, I Again, it pops up in these things when I'm doing the news for the past, you know, nine years. And the first season has 13 episodes. The second season has 52 episodes. And then the third season has 13 episodes, Mike. It is a very staggered season count um, when you're looking at this. Um, but as you, I, I also grew up over um, watching it, but I didn't watch it live because I had to watch it on ABC when it was syndicated. I always remember mm-hmm. watching it at my grandmother's on over, over the air. It might have been... Maybe not Saturday mornings, but like remember like mon- like weekday cartoons before you go to go to school yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's always where I caught it. Um, but for those who are Gargoyles fans, and and maybe they'll bring more people out now. Um, they are doing a live action series at Disney Plus finally after people have been clamoring for it for years. And the company Atomic Monster, uh, one of James, James Wan and uh, another guy are in charge of it. Uh, are working on this series, and they are known mostly for their Annabelle franchises. So they know the horror aspect, right? But um, it sounds like, you know, they're going to be diving into maybe, I wouldn't say family-friendly, but, like, you know, a little more less scary stuff. For this. I mean, if... I mean, yes, obviously make this, and I'll, and I'll give, it, give it a try. No complaints here. Uh, but just if anybody's unfamiliar with Gargoyles, just search Gargoyle Show into Google Images, and you're going to see a ton... <laughs> Of characters that oh, will need to be CG, I th- like you, I thought you were going to say you, something you need to turn off your safe search for. Uh, or, I'm like, oh, no, Mike, no. Um, but yeah, yes, go on. I will t- type in the magical letters of N S F W. See what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I didn't. There wasn't like a whole lot. Oh wait, nope. There it is. Oh, oh lord. Oh no. We're going back. We're going back. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is you know, you can expect the results that you're imagining, right? But the first yeah. two results is just a gargoyle from the actual show that has a that has a, a pistol like a real actual firing gun yep. and i guess that was the um, the drama back in the day of gargoyles they yeah. gave a gargoyle uh, like yeah. a freaking revolver and uh but what i was saying these are these are going to be they, they they'd have to be cg characters right oh, yeah. i mean i guess you for the main gargoyle you could paint a super buff guy purple but like and maybe just cg the wings i guess that's a possibility yeah but the, the whole crew of very, them like like they're yeah. kind of like the this was in the era of the gummy bears so you have archetypes of gargoyles right like you have the yeah. smart one and the and the the fat one and then the, you know the main lead like it also kind of looks like if you live action what was it thundercats right kind of thing but they're gargoyles yeah. so like you there's gonna have to be some cgi unless they do one of those fancy things with well they turn into humans instead and they only come out in their gargoyle form when they need to which i don't want them to do right right that's yeah. that's what you don't, don't want do them to do um, but the original seasons are on, on uh, Disney Plus, Mike. I just pulled up um, uh, Just Watch, right? And always look at it. And 
Fun fact, if people don't, it's sitting at an 8.0 on IMDb, which is usually one of the harsher reviewing uh, sites. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're interested in what it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Show us what it looks like, but um, I don't think we're the direct audience for this, for that. Lastly, uh, Matthew Vaughn's been out doing stuff. I don't know if, does he have a movie out recently? Do you know why Matthew Vaughn would be out doing things? Um, I'm not 100% sure if this is the reason, but uh, this anecdote that you're bringing up reminds me of another one that I saw is he has an Apple, I think an Apple Plus movie, or it's just a normal feature that is produced by Apple. I don't know. It's called Argyle. And that's supposed yeah. to be coming out like next year. Yep. So I don't know if it's close enough for him to be doing press on that. that uh, seems a little premature. It says February second, so I don't think so. Yeah. But he but he said in that um, interview. Um, oh wait, I know what it is now. My brain is going back in time. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a, a guy I follow on Twitter. He is uh, I think he used to work for like MTV like movie news or something. We've brought him up on the show before. I can't remember his name for the life of me. So sorry, but he has a podcast and he uh, was tweeting about how he had Matthew Vaughn on it. And I guess this is a big deal because Matthew Vaughn historically just never goes on podcasts. So this is one of the very few times he's done like a long form interview. So maybe, maybe that's why some of this stuff has coming out. But one of the fun tidbits that I saw was his movie Argyle, which is starring, um, uh, Henry Cavill and Dua Lipa, which I didn't even know Dua Lipa acted because I don't. I think this is like her first thing. Yeah, I think it's her first. Um, it, I they have there's like a trailer out for it. It looks like a spy movie, in the vein of Kingsman, and I guess that's for a purpose because they are supposed to be existing within the same world, and there could be crossovers in the future. But yeah. um, obviously, you got to see if Argyle is good and works out at all before you know you start planning all of these interconnected universes. But yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, it, well, it says. I mean, I just looked up Argyle because I've seen the photos of Henry Cavill with that weird fucking hairstyle, and I can't, I can't stand to look at it. Like it kind of hurts me, right, with his, his haircut and that. Um, but it says it's first of a franchise, obviously. But you know, Matthew Vaughn's no no stranger to franchises. He's did he's been part of X Men. Um, he did Kick Ass. Uh, then he's done the Kingsman uh, three movies. So. Um, very, very excited, but uh, one of the things uh, is uh, Kick-Ass is a movie that came out, I think, what, 2010, maybe? Um, and based on the comic book by Mark Millar, um, and he says that a reboot is in the works for this, um, and which is crazy, because he's been, actually, I looked up, he's been saying this for, like, three years, and, like, it's, like, the rights for the movies lapse at 2023 this year, so, like, that's why he can go back and work on a reboot for this, but it will not have like the original cast um but he does not rule out that the original cast couldn't return because the comic books there was like a slight reboot with kick-ass kind of thing and some mm-hmm. of the characters crossed over so i i feel like it'd just be an expansion of the universe really down there um mm-hmm. i i'm not sure how i feel about this i feel like we've come too far from the original kick-ass idea we'd have to update it right to to make it because we have now have like things like you know the boys and um, you know Invincible on, on on that stuff. People are skewering superhero stuff, which is kind of what this was—the vigilante skewering. So I, I don't know where this exists now, uh, or if anyone has any interest in Kick-Ass coming back. After yeah, all this you time. do. You do bring up a good point, which I didn't even I didn't even think about. Is just the whole point that, of why Kick-Ass exists and created anyway. So I mean, 
I, I would think probably the most transformative thing you could do from a practical point of view is make it a series, mm -hmm. you know, instead of making it a, a set of films. So at least you're setting yourself apart there, the kick-ass series. Um, I know the Hit Girl comic books have kind yeah. of started relatively recently within the last couple of years. So maybe you approach it from the angle of Hit Girl instead of kick-ass. I mean, that could give you just a different way into it. But yeah, you do bring up a good point. Like, who is skewering superheroes the best right now? And yeah, it definitely is the boys. And to even some extent, Invincible. Right, yeah. Also kind of uh, approaching, like, DC universes more specifically. Uh, but I went ahead oh. and I added that uh, that podcast. I looked it up. It was from Josh Horowitz. Uh, yeah. He's a great, yeah. great interviewer, very plugged into the... Yeah. to the nerdy it, side of things. So, so in Kickass, in the the one of the later books, post Hit Girl, there uh, a new person. Uh, her name's Patience Lee takes up the role of Kickass, uh, mm -hmm. and then comes into conflict. With, so they they have history of like quote rebooting it with but like in the same universe kind of deal. And and you mentioned Hit Girl, obviously Mark Millar, he's doing a bunch of uh, bunch of comic books. You know, obviously he, he sold a bunch of stuff to to Netflix. Um, what was um. Oh, what's this stuff Ju they're doing? Jupiter, Jupiter something? Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy, I think, is one of them, yeah. uh, and some other stuff. Um, so, yeah, the, I, I think there's opportunity in the content to do it, but, again, you you just can't do the same thing again, right? That's what we're saying. Um, down that road. He also mentioned he was supposed to direct X-Men 3. I don't know if you remember that. He was signed on for X-Men 3 before um, uh, they, he, he quit or they fired him, one of the two, because what happened is they wrote a script specifically for he, he unveiled this in the podcast for Halle Berry to get her to sign on and then they were mm. going to cut all of those scenes out the second she signed on knowing it and he was like <laughs> he's like I you don't you don't do that to like an award-winning actress kind of wow. thing uh and then uh, it wasn't Brian Singer he he did the first two I forget who took over that um uh, brett ratner uh, another uh hollywood uh, uh <laughs> wow what, awful what person rat, what a rat pack <laughs> yeah uh he, he yeah so matthew von got and then he came back into first class which obviously great movie for that so um yeah Ma uh, matthew von does does great stuff and uh you can check out that podcast well mike that's the end of the show uh i want to get back to playing more spider-man if i'm going to be honest yes. with you uh back to what really matters yes yeah, so, uh food and spider-man boy if i had some pizza rolls and that, that mountain dew <laughs> and spider-man i i would i just fall asleep down here uh, tonight but yeah we're gonna do that so if people want to know more about the show what we're doing where we are every week where can they get all that goodness at well all you got to do is visit superheroslate.com that is the headquarters for all things that we do over here at the show, at the podcast. We have a awesome upcoming release calendar, which can be very, very, very helpful keeping track of when all of these things are supposed to come out, what's been delayed. We use it as a tool ourselves all the time, so we wanted to give it to you all. We got our awesome show notes over there, too. So if you want to check out that podcast, which I just found at the 11th hour, just before the podcast yes. was over. Another, it's a video podcast with real people. It feels more like a video interview than a podcast, but I guess everything's a podcast now. But you can yeah. go check that out in our show notes. Um, we love hearing from you. We love it. Uh, are you playing Spider-Man? Are you digging it? Did you watch Werewolf by Night in Color? Because mm. we sure didn't. No, so let didn't. us know. <laughs> let us know. Reach out. We also love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. We'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.